1: Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash recommend today.
0: Inside access with Jason Lock on Fora and Ken Wyman.
2: Sponsored by Stevenson University online. 1057 the
0: fan. The, the fans paying their money to, to see us go out there and perform the right way. Go out there and get W's for them. Um not just us. So of course, you know, I, I feel some way. I feel some way about that. I feel like the team do too.
1: We didn't really think about last year. We think about this year. So we have lost two this year. Uh, We don't want to make it three. So going forward, we'll try to get that streak kind of ended.
3: You heard from Lamar Jackson and Marlon Humphrey. That was on Wednesday. It is now Friday. And uh, all the talk is basically over until Sunday night football here at MT Bank Stadium. It is Inside Access. We're live here at the Cross Street Market as we are for every home game Friday. And, and Jason, the talking is well. we heard. We'll hear from John Harbaugh later in the show as we are at the Friday portion of the talking where he doesn't really say a whole no. lot. But it, it is put up or shut up time as we get ready for Sunday. And uh, the Ravens looking to win a divisional game and
1: end a home losing streak. Yeah, and it's another weird week in in Ravens country, right? We uh, have seen Ronnie Stanley do this before and not play, and I think now we're like doubly assuming that he is going to play, but there's still an assumption inherent in that. Um, Rashad Bateman, that that obviously <clears throat> wasn't just a minor knock. He didn't, you know, he was in and out of the game on Sunday. And he hasn't hit the practice field this week. And for the Ravens, that generally means you're not playing. Mm-hmm. The Justin Houston injury was obviously, we knew it was pretty significant. They went out and signed JPP immediately. JPP plays way more snaps than anybody thought he would. Coming in, having not played a football game in forever, in his, what, age 33 season. So, what, muscle injury for him? I, is that a shocker? Like, is I, I, I'm not shocked. Um, <clears throat> Marcus Peters, it, it's just crazy, these guys in corners. Uh, it just seems to be rare these days that they have the full allotment, all relatively healthy. And T Bone, he's a gamer. I, I, I mean, he, he may try to go, but the fact that he hasn't been able to practice this week against that team with that arsenal of wide receivers, that doesn't that doesn't feel good. Well, Jason, what's more concerning is the fact that
2: he wasn't listed on the injury report Wednesday. He was no. limited. Yesterday, and we're still waiting for the talk final. about Peters. I think yes. he
3: probably got hurt in practice. Exactly,
2: exactly. And we're waiting for the final injury report. But it sounds like he did not participate today, which does not bode well for him. Typically, John Harbaugh will give the veterans some leeway. Sure. With Rashad Bateman not practicing all week, he is definitely not going to play. But this is a banged up football team with the Ravens, and you can't use injuries as an excuse. They went through it last year, but. This is a statement game for them. Sunday night football, the whole nation is watching. They've blown two, three possession leads at home. Mm -hmm. And they're playing a team that embarrassed them twice last year and the first time at M&T when they were pretty much fully healthy. they got to step up here because it is a massive statement game.
1: Yeah, and and look, we've we've sized it up all week. And at various times I've kind of said from my analysis, if you look at it – Sort of rationally, if you look at it analytically, there's more ways for the Bengals to win this game than the Ravens. However, the emotional quotient, right, the, the, the mental aspect, the psychology of we're done letting people trounce on us in our own backyard. Like, I don't know how to measure that. I don't know how to quantify that. But if the Ravens win this football game, I think it's going to be because their compete level was so high. Um, they they held each other to such a high standard. They sort of played it like it was their Super Bowl. Mm. Anything short of that, I just don't know, gentlemen, because the margins, I don't think, were in their favor before the injury report started coming out. And the Bengals are pretty much full strength. And with each day, there's been someone added to it, more or less for the Ravens. Um, I think it's a tough hill to climb. I think this is an opponent that in many ways is sort of built to give the Ravens fits on the Ravens' best day when the Ravens are at full strength. And if they do lose, I suspect on Monday we're talking a whole lot more about roster construction and how many snaps A.J. Klein had to play and how many snaps these other old guys had to play and how many snaps the dudes they brought off the street in summertime played to try to fill voids that we knew were there by this time last year. You're right about all of that, and especially the – the the, uh, the the
3: margins about like the guys they're playing that just came in, but I look at the last two home games, and these are games where they they had held Miami to 14 points entering the fourth quarter. They were up 20 to three on Buffalo, and, and that game went down to the wire. And I'm not so sure. While Cincinnati might be built to cause the Ravens more problems than those other two teams, those other two teams when they're on can cause the Ravens a lot of problems. I I, I just I think this game's going to be a very close game. Yeah. And I think it comes down to can the Ravens actually finish because we haven't seen them do that the last home games,
2: two home games. I am very concerned because you see the weapons that the Bengals have with the T. Higgins, Jamar Chase, and Tyler Boyd and not having one of your top cornerbacks in Marcus Peters, that presses a Brandon Stevens into action. That presses a Jalen Armour Davis, Pepe Williams out of necessity. And also from a defensive standpoint, I'm concerned about Joe Mixon, and I know he's struggled, and that run game has struggled all year long. He's averaging less than three yards a carry, but I've been saying all year, the Ravens have struggled to stop the run. They're giving up five yards per carry, and Joe Mixon, you've been saying it all week, Jason, he's going to have a lot of touches. He'll be a workhorse,
1: And, and some of it is just keeping the clock running and keeping Joe Burrow upright and being smart about their offensive uh, philosophies and and aspirations right now at a time when their offensive line's been in disarray. Um, And, look, I go back to, okay, how did we start the week? We we started the week saying, do the Ravens have enough weapons around Lamar Jackson? And if teams sell out to take away Mark Andrews, who the hell steps up? Mm -hmm. And now we're going into what's an even bigger game, right, because it's a divisional game. And now you've lost one more game at home in heartbreaking fashion. So all that's ratcheted up. And now – (laughs) maybe looking at no Bateman we wanted less Robinson it's going to be more Robinson I mean it'll be more Duvernay but it's also probably more likely and with him less is more maybe they throw this is the week they throw it eight times to J.K. Dobbins I don't know we haven't seen them fully embrace that the horizontal passing game I think Devin Duvernay is going to have a bigger role in the run game because of the Justice Hill injury but I just go back to who can he win with besides Mark Andrews right yeah. now? And that defense, with their allotment of safeties and linebackers who are off-ball linebackers who can cover, again, this is not the week you want to be going in without your quasi-number-one receiver and the, the quasi-number-two tight end who has sort of been exposed as a project-wide receiver right now, and he can't help you block.
2: The wide receiver group was paper thing going into this and now losing Rashad Bateman. (laughs) I'm kind of pressing the panic button here. And this is a game where Lamar Jackson has to put on the cape. And if we are looking at some positive news here, Patrick McCary, he's going to play on Sunday. Mm -hmm. We don't Well, he's going to be available. Yes. We don't Uh, I don't know. I I mean, would they they, they
1: put him at left guard? I don't don't know if he's been practicing at left guard. I don't know.
2: Well, he practiced in full yesterday, and sounds like he practiced in full again today. As far as Ronnie Stanley, you'll see it when you believe it. And the other bit of positivity: the Ravens have been extremely good playing under the lights at M&T Bank Stadium under John Harbaugh. They're eighteen and two, Ken.
3: Yeah, I, I, I I'm probably on the other side of this from you guys. I, I but then again, I had them beating Miami and I had them beating Buffalo, but uh, I am I'm I think it's going to be a close game Sunday I think night. So. But, but I I I think the Ravens are going to be able to come away with a victory in this game. And I just uh, I think that Lamar Jackson, the weather should be fine. He seems to have trouble in the rain, but when it's dry, he seems to be very good. And and uh, I expect him to be very good on
1: Sunday night. And maybe the sharp money is with Gigi because despite all of these injuries, the line continues to grow. So Cincinnati's now getting three and a half points. <clears throat> it was three as of last night. So maybe, maybe maybe the sharps are with Gigi.
3: Hey, we have a big Friday show as we always do, and we are at the Cross Street Market if you want to come out and see us. We are packed guesswise wise in the second half of the show. At 4 o'clock, our friend Ariel Epstein, Yahoo Sportsbook, joins us. Johnny Holiday the voice of the terps they play Purdue on uh, tomorrow which if they beat Purdue they go to five and one they might be ranked when the rankings come out on Monday we'll talk to him at 430. five o'clock it's our happy hour with Bobby DePaul and at 5:30 Tony Dungy, analyst Sunday Night Football will talk about that Ravens Bengals game with him.
1: Yeah I mean a huge show it's obviously a football Friday. Um, we'll be chronicling the Orioles offseason. Um, with great regularity, but alas, not a whole lot of baseball talk today. Mm-hmm. Although we will keep you up on the playoffs. The playoffs, which are going on, and the uh, uh, Guardians are leading the Rays right now. What are they in the eighth?
3: I think so, two to one.
1: I, I can't see that far away. Yeah, As you know,
3: my eyes. Suck. Yeah, yeah, I can. I can give you. A, it's two to one, <laughs> bottom of the eighth inning. And the Phillies and Cardinals just started, so no score just yet. Uh, if, you're, if you want to turn the sound down, ESPN or ABC and listen to us, we'll keep you updated. Uh, also, remember to download the Odyssey app because you can listen anytime. You can rewind segments. You, within 24 hours, you could hear it, like yesterday's 4 o'clock hour right now. Anyhow, coming up next, the fans demanded it. It's back every Friday. It's X-Factors. We give for you the ours. people. We, we, we are for the people, and we do it for you next here on The Fan
0: inside access inside the warehouse and inside the castle inside access with jason LaConfora and ken wyman 1057
3: the fan we are live from the cross street market inside access here on a friday and they're coming out and see us market is beautiful so you should come down and check it out It's uh, glistening it is it is it's been redone and it looks awesome and we are here every home game
1: friday but it is this it is meets this. Gigi's lofty standards yes, which is tough it does because he's he's it's, tried to throw yes. he's tried to throw other locales under it's, the bus it's in actually the good it's, it's actually,
3: actually it's actually awesome nice. yeah it's actually very nice uh thank you uh more attack ads coming from <laughs> chuck i'm sure uh but uh, let's get to the segment that the, that the people demanded. Oh, yeah. And that is X Factors. And yes. uh, we do this every Friday, the X Factors for the game on Sunday. And uh, I'll get it started this week. All right, GG. He was an X Factor last week, whether he plays or not. He's an mm-hmm. X Factor this week, whether he plays or not. And that's Ronnie Stanley. Like, if, if he doesn't play. He's the quick, X-Factor. Yeah, like, if he doesn't play, is it Macari a left tackle? If he does play, does Macari slide to guard? These are questions that we're going to have to wait until Sunday night. And if to he find does
1: him. play, is he still playing at yes. the
3: half? Is he still playing in the third
1: quarter? Is he playing at a high level? Does yes. he need Pat Ricard in his hip pocket for pretty much every snap that Hendrickson's lined up over? Yeah, there, th- this to me is a no-brainer X-Factor, uh, especially given all the drama of last week. And the fact he didn't play, I- I'm assuming – that that was weather-related and them saying, well, we've, we've come this long. You know, why not eliminate one more mitigating factor? Why not get him through one more week of practice and then see what this thing looks like? So, yes, I think you cannot do this exercise without Ronnie Stanley being a part of it. We
2: are all simpatico there. And three wh- for three, percent whoever's, whoever's hit left tackle... Greg Roman having to give the left tackle help, whether it's Daniel Falele, and God bless him, more than held his own, but he had a lot of help, and that's kind of Roman calling plays with a hand tie behind his back, yep. and it really limits him. So if it's Stanley, Falele, McCarry the more you can go one-on-one with the edge rusher really can open up this offense. What do you got next, G.J.? Uh,
3: you want me to go next? Well, we all had
1: Stanley, so yeah, let's yeah, just keep yeah. doing it yeah. this I'll
3: way. I'll stay on the offensive side of the ball. And uh, especially with no Rashad Bateman going this Sunday, I think Devin Duvernay is an X-factor.
1: i got a feeling we might be three for three, 100%. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes, he would have been an X-factor for me even if Bateman was playing because against this particular opponent and with the way that the, the, the zone defense the Bengals play and with some of their talent in their front seven, I think you got to get the ball in Devin Duvernay's hands with a, with a little bit of a head of steam, whether that's on jet action, whether that's on pitch plays, end arounds. Or just, you know, bubble screens, whatever. I think they've they've got to make the Bengals defend the margins horizontally. And he's one of their best athletes uh, with the ability to do so. I, I got to think he gets more touches. I got to think he runs more routes in the fourth quarter of what we think will be a close game than what we've seen to this point. Uh, and, yeah, he showed up for Lamar on numerous occasions in the back of the end zone doing some neat stuff. So. Uh, Devin DuVernay is going to be vitally important to the Ravens, Tebow.
2: If the Ravens win this game, Devin DuVernay has a big game. And he has only not caught one of the targets, and that was the interception at the end of the Bills game. He has more games with four receptions than Rashad Bateman. He has two games of that fashion. Only two carries on the year. I expect that number to uptick. And also... Special teams, guys. He took that kickoff return for a touchdown against the Dolphins. He's had some long punt returns. Nice punt if return he, against the Patriots. Yeah, if he can get one of those oh, plays, yeah. that'll really help this So offense. are we three for three again? Yes. <laughs> all right,
3: then <laughs> yeah. I'll go again. I think, uh, think we're all be. I think the, if you remember the last time that the Ravens played the Bengals at the bank, It was a rough afternoon for Marlon Humphrey. Maybe his worst in the NFL. Yeah. This is a Marlon Humphrey revenge game. I have him as an X-Factor for Sunday.
1: I have a member of the secondary, but it's a little bit more of a deep cut. It's a guy we haven't talked about that much this year. It's the guy who wears the green dot, right? And so when people aren't communicating, it kind of gets put on him, even if they told Kyle Hamilton what to do and he did the wrong thing. Um, And and
3: and I'll say – most weeks, I wouldn't have Marlon Humphrey as an X factor, but because of what happened to that a year matchup. Again. Yeah. Yes.
1: Chase stole his lunch money. Yeah. Um, and he does that to, I mean, he does that to a lot of corners, but he happens to be in this division and that's a matchup that's going to matter. I went with Chuck Clark. I think that I don't want to give away my Bengals X factors, but <laughs> I think they're going to activate, activate, uh, tight ends a fair amount. Um, I think that they're, well, I don't think I know they're, they're, when they go three wide, Four wide. There's a lot of matchup issues. And while he's not a primary coverage person, um, <laughs> we talked about Joe Mixon getting a ton of carries and they're not necessarily going anywhere. But we know Chuck Clark is a box defender for them. And I think he's, he's obviously on the field every single step. Can he get his hands on the ball? Can he force a fumble? What does he look like in coverage when they force him into coverage?
2: Brandon Stevens is an X-factor. So to we're me. kind of we're kind of sympathetic, and, and yeah. he's really going to be pressed into action, assuming Marcus Peters does not play. He was limited yesterday. Reports are that he did not practice. Final injury report coming out in an hour or so. But Stevens, you would think Marlins probably going to get the matchup with Jamar Chase. Stevens going up against T. Higgins. That's that's going to be a big-time matchup, and Stevens is going to have to hold his own there um, for this defense to be effective.
3: You make, uh, you, you got, got
1: more Ravens? I, yeah, Keep I got going. More. No,
3: yeah, I, I only do Ravens. Uh, oh, yeah. so,
2: uh, my last one's
3: Justin Matabike, who I think has quietly had a very nice year, mm-hmm. and uh, you mentioned that you're going to see Joe Mixon get a lot of touches. He really hasn't gotten going yet. If he's, not, if he's going to continue to not get going in the run game, I think Matabike is going to be a big part of that. I have him as an X-factor.
1: Well, it hasn't been a great offensive line there either, and so maybe, like, they got, what, a rookie left guard? I mean, maybe Matabike can get a little inside pass rush too, which we have seen from him, um, especially in a couple of the games. I
2: got two more Ravens X-Factors, and then we'll get to you, Jason, real quick. (laughs) I had a theme here. Brandon Stevens was my only defender for X-Factors. With Rashad Bateman being out, you're going to laugh at me here, guys. But We don't laugh. Demar- we, we, we'll De-
1: never laugh at you, T-Bone. We'll Demar- laugh with, left with you.
2: Demarcus Robinson. <laughs> <laughs> out of, you know. I get it. By default. Yeah.
1: Sure. He's going to
2: have to have more than a catch or two. And he's been a non-factor thus far. Everyone got excited during that preseason game against the Commanders when he was playing a bunch of backups. Uh-huh. Had that guys long, who couldn't
1: even make the Commanders. Had that long and touchdown stink.
2: reception. He's going to have to show up today or Sunday as a veteran, and Isaiah Likely. There's got to be someone as a secondary option that Lamar Jackson can rely on Josh here because the, the Bengals are <laughs> going to do everything in their power to take Mark Andrews out of this game. And if a Duvernay, Demarcus Robinson, or Isaiah Likely beats them, I think, all right, well, they earned it. Isaiah Likely didn't even have a target no. against the Bills. So you got to step up here. Uh, the rookie's going to have to have uh, multiple catches, I'm thinking.
1: Yeah, a few guys I'm keeping my eye on from the Bengals' side. One is former Raven Hayden Hurst. Look, they, they they, they, like to attack linebackers in their their revamped passing attack. They're no longer bombs away. They're more hitting the intermediate stuff, the, the short and intermediate stuff, high percentage passes. That's coming right at linebackers. We know the Ravens have issues matching up, and Patrick Queen and Harrison and these guys in coverage is no bueno. I think Hayden Hurst is going to be an interesting little piece for Joe Burrow in this game. I didn't go Joe Mixon there because Mixon's sort of the everything for mm-hmm. them right now. But similar sort of concept and thought with the matchup. And then Logan Wilson, their do-everything linebacker. We saw – he reminds me of Milano a little bit. I had Milano as an X-Factor last week. Yeah, Milano had himself great. a game. Um, you know, how do they bottle up Lamar Jackson? We think Lamar is going to run a lot. Logan Wilson will probably be charged with trying to contain him on occasion. Um, And Logan Wilson will probably be someone who's very familiar with J.K. Dobbins by the end of the game. If he plays really well, I think the Bengals win this football game.
3: Inside Access, live from the Cross Street Market. We're here every Friday before home games. Uh, So come on out and see us. By the way, after our show tonight at 8 o'clock is the uh, Tyus Bowser Show. Special guest Mark Andrews. So Glenn Clark, Rita Hubbard, they'll be talking with Tyus Bowser and Mark Andrews at 8 o'clock tonight here on The Fan. But coming up next. What in the why world of sports did we put ourselves through last night? Thursday night Oof. football. We'll recap. And the question that I watched I watched the
1: whole game, and it was bad. So did
3: I. And the question I have for Jason, which I'll get from the answer after. We're talking about letting Russ cook. Is it possible that Russ is cooked? We'll find out next here on The Fan. Inside. Inside. Inside access. With Jason
0: Lockenfora
3: and Ken Wyman.
0: Inside access to the National Football League. NFL Insider
3: Jason Lacanfora Ravens Insider Ken Wyman, joining us now the former Hall of Fame coach Bill Cowher, Boomer Esiason, the head coach of the Los Angeles Rams, Sean McVay, the league at large. Brought to you by Valor Home. If you're in need of a new roof, siding, or windows, get 50 percent off all roofing and siding materials. Buy two windows
0: and get one free. Plus, make no payments until 2024. Call 833 83 Valor or online at valorhome.com. 1057, a fan. Fourth and one. Wilson again from the gun. Two wides to the right. Gordon alone set back. One wide to the left. High snap. Wilson drops back. Looking, looking. Fires end zone. Batted down and incomplete. Intended for Sutton. It's batted down by Gilmore the former defensive player of the year and the indianapolis colts are going to win it here in denver
3: westwood one's coverage of thursday night football with the call there and uh, i obviously and you watched it on amazon oh yeah and al michaels i think he was speaking for everyone and his he was hate watching this game last night and uh, this might have been as bad a football game as I've ever sat through, and I sat through the whole thing. The Colts win in overtime 12-9, to 9, no touchdowns scored in this football game. Both quarterbacks threw two interceptions. And, and what is dumbfounding to me, Jason, well, I'll, I'll get to what I tease first. The Broncos traded for Russell Wilson. Yes. Gave up a lot, and then they extended him. Yes. We always talk, well, now he's going to cook, right? It's time for Russ to cook.
1: Is it possible that Russ is cooked? It was in a six-pack for me two weeks ago. Is Russ cooked? Uh, Look, is Nathaniel Hackett cooked? Remember, this owner didn't hire him, right? Mm -hmm. He was hired by a general manager. Nathaniel Hackett was in January. The team sale was official in October. Um, The Walton family has it now. It's no longer in the possession of the Boland family. I don't know that they're loving this GM right now and I don't know how they could be loving this coach. The bottom line is Russell Wilson's not going anywhere for a no. while. Well, he's, he's got, got all got, his I money. Mean, they, ju- they, they they just what? 4 weeks into a one a, a contract with what 186 million dollars yeah. guaranteed. So you, you like you got to you got to change things around him because he's going to be there for a while. I haven't looked at when their bye week is, but I, I also am not sure that Nathaniel Hackett's going to make it through this <laughs> season. <laughs> that would um, be incredible. I, I'm just not. It's it's their concepts. They get nothing done in the red zone whatsoever. They can't finish drives. How
3: much is Hackett? How much of that is Hackett, and how
1: much is that is Rust? I don't know. The final I mean, play. It looked like it was designed for Hamler, and you don't even look at it, but naked. He's not playing well. I don't know if what you know. I don't know if they're being taught well. I don't know if they're practicing well. I don't know if... Look, John Elway's draft records. stunk. Yeah, a and a lot, so a lot of people are ready to anoint some of these receivers because where they were taken. Well, I mean, I don't know Jerry, Judy's, all that. I don't know the Sutton's, all that. I, I don't know. Um, but it's a mess right now, and they're lucky to have two wins, T-Bone. The crazy thing is... That they somehow beat San Francisco like nine days ago, which I still can't really figure out.
2: Denver's a proud franchise, and ever since Peyton Manning retired, they've been irrelevant. They've been terrible. They've been chasing the ghost of Peyton Manning. Well, Russ was supposed to end that. At this point, I wouldn't let Russell Wilson cook for my dog. (laughs) He's been that bad. I mean the interception at the end zone at the end of regulation and then you you win the game. And him trying to force it into Cortland Sutton. People are turning on Russ. Oh, yeah. And he used to be this likable guy in Seattle. Yep. And Denver fans don't have loyalty to him.
1: Dude, no. they were leaving a 3-3 yes. point in game. In the overtime. They didn't want to see anymore. Like, that's the stuff that a new owner, a owner just spent close yeah. to $5 billion for the team. They're walking and out. And it's overtime. They got start. all these primetime games because of the quarterback that they're giving $3 billion to. And they're looking like garbage, and people are leaving rather than watch it, even though. They still, the odds would say at that point of a better chance to win the game than not. I mean, that, I don't think billionaires in general are all that patient, and they're not used to not getting what they want. I have to ask you, Jason, though, because... uh I, I'm old enough to remember we did
3: a six-pack of best quarterbacks in the AFC right after the Broncos traded for, yeah. for Russell Wilson. I'm and a you, big Ru- I was and, a big and, Russ and guy. And you eviscerated me for having him at six. You had him at three. Yeah. Uh, how are you feeling about Russell Wilson? Because you're a big Russell Wilson guy.
1: I NFC well, R- 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 Russell Wilson was a guy who every year I'd scratch my head and say, nobody gave him an MVP vote. AFC Russell Wilson – I don't know man it's it, not good it's I can't defend it it's it's it looks terrible and, yeah. and bro
2: Him finishing that press conference and walking off saying, Broncos country, let's ride. Dude, you have zero self-awareness. Did
1: he still have his pads on? Yeah, he was in full uniform.
3: Yes. But he did not. Allegedly, he sat at his locker. I read on on Twitter that B reporter said he sat at his locker for like 40 minutes after the game. Like, uh, you would at least take your shoulder
1: pads off. Like, just out of muscle memory. Yeah, because it looked like he still had his pads on. This guy showed up to OTAs in his own jersey. Yes. He's weird. Yeah, it's it's.
3: <laughs> He's an oddball. It ain't working. Uh, it ain't working. Yeah, I, and and you're talking about buyer's remorse right now. If you're the Broncos, because as you said, Jason, he better get better. He ain't ain't the
1: first one to go. I'm just telling you. It. I agree. There, there will be a coach uh, and a GM thrown off that bus before they get around to firing Russell Wilson. N- no doubt. But because of that contract,
3: he ain't going anywhere. for No. Him. And now you got it. You got him endure. I, I just. I, I I liked Russell Wilson a lot in Seattle. I thought he was a really good quarterback. I'll tell you what, though, there were people lying. Richard Richard Sherman had Woo! been holding that in since the Super Bowl loss. I thought he was going to have an aneurysm. Yeah, he was destroying him. Our friend Pete Prisco oh, well, was, was uh, yes, he was destroying Russell Wilson on Twitter last night coming off the top rope about how he was never any good and <laughs> like that they, they if he if he didn't have marshawn lynch in that defense how good would the seahawks have been kyle brand oh kyle brand destroyed him. him this morning it's been a lot of piling on good old russ
1: yeah i look it's a it's a freak show right now um they're also like the offensive lines the offensive line stunk with when garrett bowles, bowles yeah i don't know what it's going to look like without garrett bowles but like there's there's other people who have been drafted there and paid big money to, or have a lot of high hopes invested in, who who don't look the part either. But the, this is this is all going to be on Russ. It should be on Russ, and I hope that Nathaniel Hackett rented and didn't buy in the, Denver. The other thing is that
3: the Broncos defense was good. Like they were. Broncos they, defense
1: is good pretty much every week. They
3: were they were unloading on Matt Ryan all game. But it's, it's also the, the culture of garbage. Yes, yeah, so. too. I mean. Yeah. It, it,
1: no, there's no doubt. It, we've seen a lot of bad offenses in prime time already this season. San Francisco, that game against Denver, Jimmy G's first game back in forever, that was hot garbage on both sides. The Colts have problems now. Like, don't get that twisted. And Ryan Kelly getting dinged up. I mean, the offensive line was stinking with him. So I don't know that either of those te- teams are going to be playing for anything meaningful this year. But I also know it's a week-to-week league, and you, you – Put a couple wins together, and you look at the standings, and everything's a jumbled mess.
3: What, was I the only one hoping for this game to end in a tie so the Colts would have been
1: 1-2-2? Two, and two? I, I, I tweeted out. I, wanted, I, didn't, I I not only wanted a tie, I wanted a 12-12 tie. Yeah, I, I tweeted out, like, before overtime starts, let whoever gets the ball first be chicken bleep enough to kick a field goal, and then let the other guy march down the field and, be, and say, hold my beer, I'm going to kick a field goal, too. First one to 13 wins. That would have had to have been a score at Gami. I would assuming. think so. 12 12 12.
2: It's, it's got to be. But Tom Brady, when he met with the media Wednesday, oh, clairvoyant, he, he was asked the question. Did we have that, Stoney? Uh, he was asked the. I
1: didn't hear him. 100%? He, oh, we have it. Let's hear from Tom Brady. What does he think of the NFL?
2: So, Tom, in all your years, there's even more parody now. There's a lot of teams that are two and two.
3: I think there's a lot of bad football from what I watch. (laughs) I watch a lot of bad football, a lot of, yeah, poor quality of football. (laughs) That's what I see.
2: But is there something to that with scoring
1: being so down in 2022? It's, I mean. Did you watch watch the game last night? I I mean, okay, so Denver's unwatchable. Uh Houston's unwatchable. The Colts, I mean, unless you really get off on linebacker play. Uh, are, that guy's are, not playing, though. Uh, but the the other guys up. I yeah. mean, they're still getting quality linebacker play. Like that's pretty unwatchable. I mean, San Francisco offense. The, the Carolina Panthers are unwatchable. Pathetic. Arizona, except for the five times a game Kyler Murray runs around and plays street ball, mm-hmm. completely unwatchable. Like, and who's that's the dominant the team? I mean, dude, the, the the Giants are three and one. Yeah. Have fun watching that slop yeah. fest nine thirty Sunday morning. They're they're garbage. I mean, yeah, it's. It's a lot of bad football out there. Any chance it gets any better anytime soon? I don't know. Or, you know, Denver's on primetime again next week. I know. Well, that was the other great part about Al Michaels. So he's, he's talking about their crappy game, and then they're showing the upcoming Sunday night games, which are like all killer, and then they promo next week. Yeah. And it's, Chicago. It's and the it's command. Bears Commanders. Two more unwatchable teams.
3: Yeah, it's a but.
1: but we, people will watch. I'll watch. Oh,
3: well, I'll watch it, J- Justin. Uh, uh the, I'll watch the whole game. there's Q- QB. He'll throw for like 80 yards in that game. Well, that would be Field. about on par. Yeah, okay. yeah.
1: He's he's attempted the fewest passes of any starting quarterback since like through five games of since like the 82 Patriots. I think it was. Four, and obviously nobody threw the like, – there was a running league back then.
3: Yeah. 410-583-1057, your chance to let your voice be heard. What do you think of this game Sunday night? Your predictions. Maybe we'll give ours as well. 410-583-1057. We're taking your calls, your your concerns, your confidence level. Ravens, Bengals, Sunday night. We're hearing from you next here on The Fan.
0: Jason Lockenfora and Ken Wyman. The Fan.
3: Check back three, four, five times a day for the latest breaking sports
0: news. 1057 The Fan. 410
3: 583 1057. Taking your calls. What are you worried about? What are you uh, confident about on Sunday? Your predictions for the game. So before we get to the calls. 410-583-1057. Four one zero 1057 Let's go around and get our predictions for Sunday. Uh, Jason, I'll start with
1: you. Um, Styles make fights, right? It's not just who you play, it's when you play them. And while I, I expect that uh, the Ravens will give an incredible effort and they will view this game as an opportunity to turn their season around, um, and I think they'll be playing T-Bone maybe with more emotion, and a different psyche than, than, than the Bengals. It's a bigger game for the Ravens, and they're trying to end this home skid. But man, oh man, the football gods are not really doing them any favors. And you look at the the difference in talent between these teams, and we saw it manifest itself in blowout losses last year. I don't know that the Ravens have made gains in the areas that we wanted them to make gains in, in the offseason to a point where we think they can win this. And now you're talking about Justin Houston was their, is their best pass rusher. He was before he got hurt, and really, he was last year too. And now he's not in this game, and Bateman is the replacement for Hollywood, and now he's not in this game. And the guys you're hoping on to, to give you that element you had in 2019 when you had an MVP quarterback with multiple move tight ends, we're all here saying less is probably more for likely, and then what does that mean, more Oliver? The left tackle has played one game. In almost what? Two years. Two years. And then this will be his debut against that opponent that gave them fits up front last year? I I just don't know that they could overcome all that. So I'm I'm thinking something, you know, 28, 27 Cincinnati.
2: Everything that you said, it sides with Cincinnati. And maybe I'm drinking the purple Kool-Aid, but I kind of side with Ken. And it's... The thing that you can't measure, where the Ravens do need this game more than Cincinnati, especially after being embarrassed twice last year, the whole nation's watching. And this is their first primetime game. This is the first time the Bengals are playing a competent quarterback. Mm -hmm. And I think Lamar Jackson's going to put on the cape. I think Devin Duvernay's going to have a good game. And J.K. Dobbins, I, I expect this to be his best game yet his most action yet with Justice Hill not going to play. I see a 27-24 Ravens win. So I look at it like this, as and I agree this team has
3: problems, but I also know at home they've trailed for 14 seconds this year, and I think Miami's a good team, and I think Buffalo's a very good team. And I think Cincinnati really hasn't played a legitimate quarterback yet. Uh, I think they're good. I see it close. I, I have it 31-30. Ravens. Like I, I think Lamar has a big game, uh, and maybe he makes a play late. That's the difference. But it's close. But the Ravens finally finish.
1: Well, I don't think there's any doubt that Lamar Jackson's going to have to cover up a lot of warts in this game, right? He might have to. He might have to cover up offensive line warts, running back warts with the injury to Justice Hill, um, tight end warts, wide receiver warts. It, it 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 really feels like this is an instance where. They're kind of asking him to do more with less yet again with the season. I'm going to say the season on the line, but but with, with a lot on the line. You
2: just named every position group, Chase. What's, but I mean, am I wrong? No, I I, I, mean, I agree with you. But. Let,
3: let's go out to the phone lines, 410-583-1057. Let's start with Chuck and Owings Mills. Chuck, you're on the fan.
0: Yeah, I just want to state the obvious, okay? We get a pass rush and make Jeffrey uncomfortable. They're going to have interceptions, and the last two teams that – Made Joe uncomfortable. This the Bengals' lost. That's all I got to
3: say. Thanks. I appreciate it. The only question is where are they get the pass rush from. Like oh, they, uh, jump <laughs> one of those like teams a- is
1: Dallas. They're a yeah, top three pressure rate team in the NFL, and they've got the guy who might win the defensive MVP this year in Michael Parsons. Yes. But to Chuck's point,
2: that's the only thing this defense has been good at is forcing turnovers. turnovers. They're tied for first in
1: takeaways. So, but here's the thing, though. Joe Burrow destroys the Blitz. He's got a 119 quarterback rating against the Blitz. The Ravens don't generate pass rush unless they Blitz. Dallas is the complete opposite. Who's got Tank Lawrence? Who's got Parsons? What position is Parsons playing? Where is he coming from? Yeah. Is he the DN? Is he the OLB? Is he the MLB? Like, they, these guys don't have that.
3: Let's go back out to the phone lines. 410-583-1057. Mike's in Pasadena. Mike, you're on the fan.
0: Yeah, I'm um, I'm curious to hear your guys' opinion on uh why we let Wink Martindale go and now we got this young guy in there and uh to me honestly he doesn't seem like he, he's got it all together. Just well, they, your that,
3: opinion on that. they let Wink go cuz they had the worst defense in football last year and somebody had to take the blame for that I guess. And, Whereas Greg Roman and he got went a pass. Down
1: Blitzen. Yeah,
3: when Greg Roman got a pass for the injuries,
1: Wink didn't yeah, look, I, I think. Why did Wink Martindale get fired? We saw the two Cincinnati games, right? We he, he we, we heard what he said about Cincinnati and the whole Devonte Adams nah. thing, and then his defense couldn't back that up. And we saw, you know, we saw a lot of weird stuff, mm-hmm. right? We saw a guy who could barely play slot corner on the outside against Aaron Rodgers. Like we saw weird matchups in the Rams game, the we, Bears we, we, game, which we they saw, won. There we was... saw them make no adjustments to heavy personnel in that in that Packers game. So. Um, Look, it, it ran its course. They went in a completely different direction. To this point, the new thing hasn't worked either. But it's been a month. The Ravens' defense was bad in the
2: first half when they did have everyone healthy besides Marcus Peters. When you start out eight and three and you lose six consecutive games and not make the playoffs, somebody's going to somebody has to pay. And everyone wanted Greg Roman to be the scapegoat, but. As we've seen this year, I, I don't think Roman's the issue. No. Let's go
3: back out to the phone lines. Brandon, you're on the fan. Brandon.
0: Hey, what's going on, you guys? Hey. I appreciate your show. Always Thank appreciate you listening to you in the afternoon. Um, I just want to give quick thoughts on the game. Um, I really, really, really am tired of seeing us not use the full capabilities of the, the weapons we have on offense um, with Bateman being out. We really got to feature Juvene more yes, six rounds, more screens. Yep. Um, get him on the jet sweeps, like Jason always talks about. Because if we just come into this game thinking that we're going to do, um, do the status quo on offense and like the Bengals haven't scouted us and have the defenders and athletes on defense uh, to deal with us and our weapons, then we're sadly mistaken. So we got to be more creative this week. Hopefully, Stanley plays knock on wood. <laughs> we'll see. Um, but. Honestly, if Stanley doesn't play, what do you guys think about leaving Falelei at left tackle and putting McCarry at guard? Because I yeah. mean, Falelei really hasn't been horrible, other than that last drive against the, uh, the Bills. What you guys? And he think needs a lot that? of help, though. Y- yeah, I, I think he does. I th- but we're not going to Ma- use crochet anyway, so it doesn't yeah. matter. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, so I, I would cars, think that I mean, they uh, would go with. McCarry's going to play anyway. Yeah, I would think that in, in that scenario that that McCarry would be the the left tackle. Um, like, to your overall points, I I, I mean, I, I feel like we bang our head against the wall on the Duvernay thing because yeah. we've been talking about it for years, but it's really got to be right. go time now. I mean, there's no Bateman. Yeah. Um, there's not a lot of other options. Likely has not become a thing. And they, Appreciate need, the they need to attack this team horizontally. Hey, let's try to get one
3: more call before we get out of here. Uh, Stoney, let's try Mike in Middle River. Mike, you're on the fan.
0: Hey, guys. What's going on? Hey, I guess my only hope is that – Jason has been picking very well this year. He picked good against the Ravens because, <laughs> plain and uh, simple, the narrative is that everybody's going to kill us, and we're not the Cowboys. There's only one one guy, number eight, and we just got to make sure that we show up from number eight. The line's got to be solid. So, but I think Cincinnati hasn't played, like you said, hasn't played a quarterback, and I'm betting on eight. That's all, that's all I'm uh, betting on. I'm betting on eight. Joe Burrow don't impress me, and the rest of the guys – we're about winning titles, so at the end of the day, that's, that's my goal.
3: No, I appreciate the call, and if you're going to bet on somebody, Lamar Jackson's got to bet on.
1: He's, he's the great mitigating factor, right? He can do things that very few people on this planet can do. I would just say in my own defense, it was Bill's minus three. It was a push last uh, yeah. week. Yeah. <laughs> it was a push.
3: No,
2: and I will say I'm impressed with Joe Burrow. I can't say
1: I'm yes. not impressed
3: with
2: him. But the Ravens are always going to have a shot every single week because of number eight. So if you are going to bet on someone, it is going to be Lamar Jackson.
3: Hey, coming up next year on the program, we're
1: live. Don't bet on
3: Stone Cold (laughs) Facts.
1: Stone Cold Facts,
3: one of the people's favorite segments where Stone tells us about something in his past, whether his sister went to high school with a serial killer or something of that nature. But we learn more about Stone Phelps next year on The Fan.